Hey guys, welcome back to the Regen Podcast. We're back after two months of not recording. I'm Viv. I'm Joanne. I'm Hans. And I'm Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we'll give you guys an update about what we've been doing for the past two months. I have just... I'll start. I have just finished my exams two days ago. Your trials. My trial exams. Well done. Thank you. Jeremy, what would, what uh, have you... I don't know. I guess it's been pretty chill. I guess just school. I've been going to quite a bit of concerts. Quite a few concerts Classical. recently. Classical. What kind of concerts do you watch? <laughs> Classical music. Wow. I watched Hilary Hahn. I watched Sheku Kane Mason and his family. And I am going to a flute concerto this Saturday. Um, my piano. I've also been preparing for Cantate Deus concert. It's coming hint, up. Hint, hint. <laughs> Look out for updates for that. Follow us also, cantatedeo.org on Instagram. We have a website too. Um, all there on the Instagram page, but yeah, we've been working working hard on that. That's what's been happening. Well, we've been on a little bit break of the podcast. Joanne, yeah, um, <laughs> nothing much as well. Just school, usual stuff, extracurricular. Mm. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> okay. Anyways, today's episode is about like church and the church culture. I guess if you look at, like, generally in the world now, if you think about the church, especially from a teen's point of view, like, the church is a, quite different from, like, what the church's, like, purpose is, purpose and intent is actually for. So, today we'll be talking about that, and... Maybe give a little bit of overview. So, like, like what what is, what should the church be, and what is it sort of now? Like, what what is it that we see? in the church okay by theory the church is like the second institution that like god made right but like okay i have a bible verse for this <laughs> 1 corinthians 12 verse 13 for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body jews or greeks slaves or free and all were made to drink of one spirit so like i guess the church is where like everyone like different people from different backgrounds, different ages, come together, which is to, like, to find God and to, like, learn about God and be one in, like, one's family, even though we're not, like, related, but, like, we all have this common belief and a common standing. I feel like it's not more, like, the church has changed, but... Don't feel you think. Hmm? Don't feel you think. I think. (laughs) Well... (laughs) It depends on the church as well, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like why why can't I say I think just say I think I think influenced by postmodernism. Okay. I feel everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 we'll touch on that on a different episode. <laughs> Anyways, I think um, that that the church. Well, it depends on what church. I just repeated myself, but. That it's not more that the church itself changed, but the culture around it, the world has changed, ev- evolved. Um, in that in that which the 
church has followed the world in different aspects. As in, we might think that the church is old because we're new. Yeah. So, like... So, like, the people are changing? Yeah, I think. I think in the church, like, it's supposed to be a place where the true doctrine is preached to congregation with the same belief. But nowadays, there are more and more churches that maybe make up false doctrines or, like, aren't teaching the whole truth and only selecting, like, bits, I guess, like, about prosperity or wealth or that kind of thing, which defeats the original intent of a church. Yeah, like, if you think about, like, healing churches, like, people nowadays go to church because they want something, like, not Mm. because, like, they're, like, yearning for the word of God, but they want to, like, maybe they want, like, friends, or they want that healing, or they want, like, money or something. So, like, the whole culture of the church has changed a lot. Okay, well, today's topic is about church culture, right? Um, So we want to discuss about what goes on inside of the culture of the church and sort of how we meant to relate and what that means for us, especially as teens, um, the way we interact um, with other people, like the way we interact with like the music, the way the service runs, and like how churches are different in different places. Um, but first, we got to go back to what is actually a church, and the church is, um, is the gathering of believers or people who have been redeemed by Christ and have been made one, uh, and Christ Himself instituted the church, and we are His body and we are His people. Um, and I guess as a body of believers, what we're meant to do is to grow in faith together, study his word, and then also to be a witness to those around us as one church, as one body. And um, if you want to go theological, there's two aspects of the church. There's the visible church and the invisible church. The visible church is what you can see on the outside, but the, like, always we're talking about the people. We're not talking about the the, the church building. The, the church is the people. Um, But the invisible church, which is those who are actually Christ children, because in a congregation there are those who are uh, saved, and there's also those who are just there in in the church building. Um, so that's the distinction. But I think what I want to get is when we talk about the church and we're talking about church culture, for example, all the different aspects that we want to touch on, um, like how should we as teens interact with other people? Is it okay to just interact with just teens, or is, do we have to talk to other people that are older? Um, sometimes it's a bit awkward, but we want to focus it back to like purpose of the church which is us as members of the church we've got to be people who have that goal to be one with all the other believers in the church to grow in faith together and to witness god's word together to those around us so i guess you touched on like a bit of the teens topic so like i guess when while we're teens like we have this idea that the church is really like foreign and like old old what's the word ancient <laughs> <laughs> Olden days. Formal. Yeah. Like, we have this idea that the church is really, like, olden days. Old people with, like, old, like, piano music. Like, baroque music. Yeah, basically, like, the opposite. Basically, the opposite of our, like, culture we see today, like, around the world. So, I guess while we're at church, like, these days, there's a lot of do's and don'ts. And there's the rules, like, you feel like you're judged for wearing the wrong thing. So, like... 
I don't know. What do you guys wear to church? Because, like, we, when, we don't, like, go to church in, like, a tux every week. But at the same time, you can't, like, come in wearing, like, a tank top and jeans. Not jeans. Like, crop jeans. Yeah, sure. What do I wear? You can come and see on Sundays. No. Um. I guess I just wear something formal. I guess. I don't. It's not, like, something specific. Um that you have to wear like some sort of formal or um uh is but it's just like it's it's kind of like respect as in like it's the church and it's where um it's God's house um and we are able to discern if this place is meant to be like no, like, the easiest example, if you're going to the seat, like, the queen, you're not going to wear, like, really, like, street, like, what you'd yeah. wear out on the street. So, yeah, like, like this whereas is... if you go to, like, the beach or something, yeah. you would wear something completely different. And this um, is, like, God. It's not just the queen. It's, like, God. So it's way more. But, but God is everywhere. <laughs> not just in the church. <laughs> It's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just a symbol of. No, but like, even if er- in everyday life, they're, like, you're not gonna, just because you're not at church, it doesn't mean you wear whatever you want. Yeah. But it's not, it's not because of God that we have to wear nice clothes to church. I think it's because of, um, like, as I said, like, the, the, the main thing about a church is that we want to grow together as believers and to encourage one another. So, like, if you're gonna, like, go to worship, service with other believers and you're going to wear something for example that's on one hand let's say like over the top like too extra or something that's inappropriate or like immodest then you're going to disturb other people who are also worshipping on the other hand if you wear like shags to church then like people will be like also be disturbed that you're not dressing properly and so you should wear something that's presentable and something that encourages or yeah doesn't distract other people from worshipping and so together as a church we can learn to grow and to study God's word effectively and yeah witness our faith together also like when other people see the church and they come in for example they're not Christians then what do they see if everyone's just sort of like if they like go go to an office and everyone's professional but I know church is something different but like if they just see everyone sort of what's the word like sembarangan but in English (laughs) What is that in English? <laughs> not <laughs> carelessly. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if everyone's just careless, then they'll also witness on who Christians are. Back to the topic of, uh, like in the church. Do you guys find it weird or like uncomfortable to talk to other people, as in like not necessarily your circle of people your age or something? Like, I think, I don't find it that weird, but I think it might be because, like, I haven't been in our church for as long, so I don't know as many people, and I only meet, like, people, new people through ministry, for example. Um, Like, I think it is quite important to talk to people of different ages, like, both older than you or younger than you, because, like, as Han said, in the church, everyone 
aims to like grow together as a whole community and if you're only sticking to like your own circle per se then it wouldn't really be like growing together as a whole community and also like speaking to older people who are probably more mature like in life and in spirituality would probably benefit you as well because they can like share their life experience or like give you advice and the same thing goes for like younger people you you can be that figure to give them like your advice and like if you think about it if you are like really like if you dress really carelessly the people younger than you are going to look at you and be like oh this person's a bit <laughs> i guess for me i think i'm a pretty social person in the church i think <laughs> I mean I talked to I talked to a lot of older people as well. I talked to the the like youth through ministry or in your own time. Um not necessarily through ministry, but I guess we are like met through ministry or I don't know, just in the church because they do a lot of ministry and we do a lot of ministry and so like we kind of uh get closer cuz um we meet them more often I guess in the church and around the church. Um and so like um I mean I talk to I talk to a lot of older people as well. Um so I guess I don't know. I don't really feel awkward when I do it. So and I I guess it would be fine for me to go up to some adult and strike a conversation. Well, it depends like, on what it is. Like a uni like my mom or like an adult, <laughs> okay, like um, a uni person. <laughs> Like, if it's a uni person, I guess that would be a lot easier. But if it's, like, per se, your mom, <laughs> that would be a little bit more awkward because it's, like... Right? But she's still your sister in Christ. Like. Yeah, okay. Um, In that, like... Because there is, like, a huge jump. It's, like, I wouldn't talk to her as a... Like, <laughs> as as I would with someone else that is younger. But it doesn't... <laughs> then how do you like cultivate that like brothers and sisters in Christ with people that are significantly older than you? Well, I guess it it depends cuz like we have we have groups and like is it called cell groups? Cell groups that we are put in that we can have an older um person in our group and we we are able to talk to them through that. Um but I feel it might for me, I guess I guess it is a bit uh, like out of the blue or just like random to talk to someone that you don't really talk to that's quite significantly older. <laughs> I think one of the I think one thing we can watch out for, I think this comes with maturity as well as we like grow older. Is like, it's like we get comfortable in our church culture with like the people that we're close to. For example, like if we hang out with like the teens in church, and we like become a close group. Um, because we've grown up together as well so it's like it's sort of just we just relate with people that we're comfortable with but the problem with that is if we're only going to relate with people that we're comfortable with then how are we going to like actually get the church to grow or how are we going to reach out to other people outside of the church if we can't even just be com- because if we can't talk to our own family in that sense even though they're sort of if they're different to us so it's sort of a challenge like even with amongst the teens for example like, we just sort of stick with the people that we, we already know and we're kind of close with. And then we don't mix with the other teens, for example, like the senior and the junior teens or, like, different different 
friend groups inside. Even within like the senior teens, there's yeah. already like groups and like divides based on ministry or based on like mm. interests and That's stuff. True. But like when we say about talking, like I will, I will talk to them, like, but it wouldn't. I don't know. It's like not like sharing yeah. life with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think like the church should be a place where. We can sort of openly share life with people, even like if we don't know them that well, because we're of like the same faith. I think one of the good things is like, for example, after the prayer meeting, sometimes we have like groups, and you're meant to like form groups of people who are like just sitting near you. I don't really know them; they might be older than you, but I think that's a like something that we can sort of cultivate more often, like just to check up on people, like how are you going spiritually? Is there anything in your life that you want to be prayed for? And, like, we don't necessarily need to be, like, close friends with them, as in, like, we involve them in everything that happens in our daily life, or we talk to them, like, every other second day. But, like, we still have that sort of close connection with people we don't always talk to, because we're one family in Christ, and we're brothers and sisters in Christ in the same faith, and we have the same common goal to grow together and to also witness to other people. Yeah. Tell us about your church experience, audience. Leave us messages. <laughs> Comment on our on our videos. DM us. Yeah, DM us on Instagram. <laughs> okay, back to the community topic. While you're at church, like especially when you like when you delve really deep into the community aspect and like the social like culture, there's like issues that I don't know if you've experienced. I don't know if you've necessarily experienced it, but like sus- Okay. I don't know if you've necessarily experienced it, but I guess conflicts with people in church, especially if it's in ministry, it would affect you. But like, so what happens if your church life becomes your social life, let's say? I mean, like, we've all, um, most of, like, some of us have grown up in the church, like, basically their whole lives, and then the, and we've grown really, really close, I guess, because we, um, like in this community, and I guess, oops, <laughs> um, and and like, um, before HSC, we would we would go like, I don't know, hang out together as well, as in like, um, and we're uh, like for me, that was like that that was the closest, like. Friends, that that was don't like put don't put in my brother out. Um, no, no, no. Like, um, I guess it was. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was um the cl- like the close circle of friends that I had, um, and so and I don't know. That's I mean I I have had conflicts with people like in the church i mean you probably you you, you guys have probably had as well uh, no <laughs> or is it just like oh uh, i mean you've you've obviously had like tensions like oh i hate that guy or <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, could... yeah. and well, so like, mm-hmm. yeah. how does it affect your ministry i mean i guess i guess it has effects on it as well and it's kind of hard it's, there's no like black or white answer um, I can say because it's like it depends on the context and the situation as well. But but it just comes back to the priorities that we take. As in, like if we're doing ministry, what is the priority between your 
you, your emotions and um, doing the ministry. And so, yeah. I guess it's not, not necessarily only conflict, but like just human, the human nature, like human flawed nature in itself. Any feeling that you have will like change your way of ministry. Like if you're really excited one day and you're like, yeah, I love this, then you'll be like really driven. But then another day, if you like really hate this person, then you're going to be like, so it's not, it's like any feeling will naturally like change our way. Same with like pride and stuff. If you're yeah. if you're doing like ministry for yourself or vice like the other way around, if you're doing ministry just for someone else, as in mm. like, yeah. Um. I think one of the big things that probably can sort of answer everything is like we're put in the church together to learn humility. I guess when we put in with other people, so it's not just ourselves. Um, that's like in conflicts or just even getting out of our comfort zone to go and reach out to that person who's sitting by themselves or to go talk to someone who we don't normally talk to, talk to an, like an elderly elderly person or something like that. Like it takes humility to do that and to get out of our comfort zone, to get out of our normality, put ourselves out there to say like, I'm doing this not for myself, but I'm going to do this for you because we're called to love one another. That's like, the basic command of that God gave that Jesus gave to his disciples, right? Who were the start of the church, um, to love one another. And that starts with loving one another inside the church. And that's by I guess forgetting about ourselves and then putting ourselves out there, um, to care for another's spiritual life and just their life in general too, even though we might not be so close or even if we're in conflicts, for example, that we know that we're united by something bigger than whatever's going on in our emotions or in the surface on the topic of ministry i guess have you guys ever thought that like ministry in our church life may be hindering us from properly like enjoying worshiping god as in like the people who do stuff on like maybe sundays or like during the service like has that ever hindered us from I guess, listening to the sermon and receiving his word. I guess so. Because, like, let's say you're taking photos for a service or something like doing Alvi or, like, doing controlling the uh, the system, like the audio system and stuff. I guess you have to be focused on that. And it's kind of hard to truly, like, set yourself and to be able to, like, actually listen and take in the word that's being um, preached. And so, like, yes, um, in that context, like, yeah, but also, like, in, like, retreats and stuff, if you're, like, um, leading it and, like, part of the leading team and stuff, uh, sometimes, like, you get, like, that feeling that you're, like, <laughs> above, you know, like, yeah. you, like, you're above, like, what's happening that you're controlling as in like so you're not gonna take part of it or something and so you like sit at the back and like look oversee everything you know oh yeah okay okay like for me like i do like alvi av in english like basically i used to do it every week unless i'm playing violin which is like when you're in there you have to focus not focus on the sermon, focus on, like, what you're doing, right? 
And it's really like hindering you. Like, of course, you're serving God. You have to give your best to God with the best of what you can do. But at the same time, you're not properly taking in the word. And if you do that every single week, that's like not like sometimes people have like a superiority complex. Like I can save the world. Like this church needs me. So like you feel like you have to do everything when really like the church doesn't need you. Like it's like a blessing for you to be able to serve in the church. And yeah, I feel like it also doesn't just concern like during the service kind of ministry, even like what we do in like regions or maybe like under the deal. Like, I feel like sometimes it feels like a job. And like, even though ministry should sort of be not just like tasks or like reaching out to people, but also like for us personally to like deal with God's word, like maybe sometimes in the busyness, like, it becomes sort of like a job more than, like, I'm personally receiving and dealing with God's word firsthand. Mm -hmm. Like, worship shouldn't just be, like, on Sundays. It should be a lifestyle Mm -hmm. that we live. So whatever we're doing, we're, like, we've got some tasks that we do. We should do it. I guess it's, like, our attitude to things. <laughs> so, who is Who's that? That's <laughs> me. Um, like our attitude to the things, to everyday, um, to all our daily tasks, whether it's church related, or whether it's like not church related, um, we have us like, we do it all in, in gratitude to to what um God has done for us. It's easier said than done, but yeah, it takes growth to to. Well, then, like, what is our calling? As in, like, is it just to do school or, like, ministry? Like, what is, how do we serve as, like, how do we serve in the church as teens, but also having to do school, like, do HSC and trials and stuff as well? Well, if we're inside the church, we're part of the church, right? We become members of the church. Then members have a duty Oh, wait, you haven't become a member of a church yet. Okay, that's a different topic. But like, <laughs> um, to be part of the church, um, like we gotta do our part. As we said, the church is about Christians, um, believers gathered together by God, um, to grow and to encourage one another in the faith. And so we've got to do our part in that, in the sense that we've got to have connections with people. We gotta reach out to others around us. We can't just be individualistic, um, in ministry. And we've got to serve alongside people and grow together. Um, so, yeah, those are the things that we do inside church. So, like, in the worship service or in, like, cell groups or something, you've got to, like, contribute. Like, you've got to give yourself to be there and be open and honest and give your life there. But also, like, outside of church then as teens, well, together as the church, we become witnesses to the world, right? Um, and so we are all put in a particular context that's different and that's why we come together to strengthen each other and to build each other up but then we're sent out into our daily lives um and so as teens school and work in like school work and stuff then we'd be a witness by i guess living in the attitude where we want to glorify god in all that we do and on the outside it might seem different if we're studying and our friends are studying but um that's what we do we be faithful in the things that god has entrusted to us and um, we do everything for the glory of god whether school or work or but like if it comes to like let's say you have you've committed to to this ministry and then you've also have like 
let's say you've committed to school and saying that you have exams and stuff, what is like the balance? Like, should you drop the ministry or should you drop studying for your exam? It depends on the context. Like, we can't just give advice uh, like one sort of thing. Um, I guess it takes wisdom on thinking like, because one thing that we want like make sure like Christian like being a Christian doesn't mean you separate your church life and your everyday other life. So, as we said, it's like an integrated life where we worship God in all that we do. We glorify God in all that do that we do. God is related to every single thing that we do, from waking up to brushing our teeth to going to school to eating to serving in church. It's no different. Um, and so it takes wisdom on how do we glorify God through ministries that we do and then through also our daily lives, through our studies, through everything. Okay, well, that was an interesting discussion on church and culture. Our next discussion will also be related to culture. Make sure you uh, wait for that episode. But for now, I think that wraps it up. I forgot what we do at the end of the podcast video. Follow us on our all our social Oh, we say, we say bye together. We say bye together. Three, okay, three, two, two one. Bye! bye. <laughs>